Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Purple Daily listeners, Purple Daily business owners, Federated is here to help you. Federated just wants to say thanks to all local businesses in and around the state of Minnesota. You are our community partners, our neighbors, our families, and our friends. And when you need Federated, Federated is here to help. Visit federatedinsurance.com or call your local marketing representative to access trusted resources you may need during this pandemic. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, welcome into Purple Daily. Declan Goff filling in for Mackie and Judd, who uh, decided to take the weekend off. It's okay. It's the bye week. The Vikings take the weekend off. Mackie and Judd take the weekend off. They make Declan do all the work. Classic move by Mackie and Judd. But I'm not here to brag on them. We can uh, find that on another podcast. Uh, earlier this weekend, we talked with Courtney Cronin. We, we talked the Ngakwe trade and if the Vikings should uh, be thinking about making more trades uh, with the trade deadline coming up here in just a little over a week. And we also did Confidence, Curiosities, and Concerns. Find that on the Purple Daily YouTube channel or on any or anywhere you get your podcast. That's Apple, Spotify, or Score North. But for this episode, I am joined by Thor Nystrom of Roto World. And we're going to do a really geeky, get really down into the weeds of it, uh, mock draft later for, for the Vikings. Uh, but for right now, I do want to get Thor's thoughts just on Vikings trading uh, Unique Ngakwe. And with that one and six, it, Thor, you, you, you're from here. You know, you know this, these Minnesota Vikings well. This is, uh, the panic button has been set. They already traded uh, Ngakwe after six games. I'm curious if more trades happen. Just uh, your thoughts on the Vikings uh, basically waving the white flag six games into the season. I I agree with the decision. Uh, I didn't agree with the initial Ngakwe trade. Um, But but in lieu of what has happened since, uh, you know, you realize that you made a gamble that did not work. And at least the one thing I will give Spielman is that he did go through with the trade, even though he's got a lot of egg on his face right now, because he basically drops down 50, 55 spots in, in the next, the upcoming draft here by going from an early second round pick, you know, a pick that could be 35 overall, 36 overall, a premium, premium pick to the late third round with Baltimore's pick. But again, it's what you can get, right? You know, this team is going nowhere. Daniel Hunter is now out for the season. Reset it. You know, I mean, it, you know, as far as I go, we should be the Vikings being we should be fan tanking at this point, losing as many games as they can to get as high as they can up in the draft order. 
Yeah, I, I, I think Spielman deserves credit for it. I, I know he, you, look, you swung a big trade. The hope was that Ngakwe and Hunter can basically be these malls on the ends of your line. You knew Hunter maybe was going to be banged up to start the year, but long term of it, you didn't just replace Everson Griffin. You, you upgraded with Unique Ngakwe. And then when Daniil Hunter basically, re, you realize that Hunter's season is going to be over and that Ngakwe, although a good player, is still entering a UFA season where you're going to have to pay him loads of money, I, I do have to give Spielman some credit, like you said, for at least getting something back in return. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, this is a thing where I, I think, you know, part of this might be even the the sort of the, the front office is not going to say it. They were asked this and they, they refused to say it. But I think a part of this is making the present team worse. And I think probably Spielman, both Spielman and Zimmer got assurances that they would be back to even make a trade like this, you know, on its face. Um, Because again, you know, the the egg on the face from dropping down that many spots with the trade you just made, what was it, three, four weeks ago? Um, Not the best, but this is the direction the team needs to go. This team isn't going anywhere, you know, for to to allow Ngakwe to leave. I think you would have gotten a comp pick, but it would have been the next year. So, I, you know, I think the Vikings really want to go whole hog on this draft class. I think Spielman and all of his scouts are probably like, okay, you know, the on-field product is what it is. Let's just focus as much as we can on this upcoming draft because Vikings fans might know this already, but the Vikings were either first or second in the NFL before this in terms of uh, NFL draft picks they held in the next class. You know, they have a projected comp pick coming um, as well as, you know, multiple extra picks because last year they traded at least two picks. You know, when when the Vikes had like, you know, 15 picks, they had even more than that initially able to trade for a couple picks this season. So this this trade does put them in a better spot in April um, and can't put the toothpaste back in. But you just have to make decisions based on where the team is and where the franchise is now. And I think they made the correct decision in terms of that. And I also feel like if, if you can, you know, the trade deadline's obviously a little over a week away. If you can get something, a third, fourth round pick for a Riley Reef, if you can get a third round pick for a Kyle Rudolph, I feel like you should be open for business right now. Like you may as well be signing off on these unrestricted free agents and guys and get something back. And you know it better than anyone that Rick Spielman loves him some mid round picks, dude. So if he can get as many oh, yeah. lottery tickets there, he's going to take the chance to do it. And he should, right? I mean, like, you know, the, the Vikings at this point should be looking at, you know, not necessarily getting as bad as the Dolphins were or as yeah. hopeless as the Dolphins were, but in, you know, in sort of the same way, any veteran that is not nailed down they should be on the block right now. And if there's an acceptable offer for any of them, uh, bye-bye, we'll, we'll take it. Um, this team needs to be built around the draft. It's the one thing that Spielman's good at. It's the one thing that Spielman's good at yeah. is, is the NFL draft. Um, it's the one part where I trust Rick Spielman. So if he wants to accumulate all these picks, tremendous. It's also going to give them more ammo you know, as far as trade options once we get to April. So I'm all about it. I agree, and uh, that's a perfect transition into the uh, our, our NFL mock draft preview here with Thor Nystrom. I'm going to uh, pot up the appropriate NFL films music here, as we have to do anytime we start breaking down the draft. And Thor, the Vikings right now, if the draft started tomorrow, they would be picking sixth in the NFL draft. And according, and I know Roto World and ESPN, CBS, there's so many different mock drafts out there. I know you're at Roto World. But at least on tankathon.com, which is a website I've been glued on for essentially the better part of the last three weeks. Um, right now, they have a mock draft of Trey Lance, the North Dakota State prospect, going to the Minnesota Vikings. Now, obviously, Carson Wentz, uh, there's a little bit of jury out this season if he's a legitimate quarterback or not. But obviously, NDSU, it's not a, it's not a powerhouse, power five school. But your thoughts just initially on possibly Trey Lance being uh, the quarterback and the number six overall pick for the Vikings in the 2021 draft. 
That might be slightly rich. However, he is going to go in the top 12, 13. And one thing I'll say about the Vikings is they got lucky by the emergence of Zach Wilson this season because Zach Wilson's now right in that neighborhood too. Potentially pushes Trey Lance down to the fourth quarterback taken, which would allow the Vikings potentially to, to pick as low as 11 or 12 and not have to trade up for a quarterback. You know, a guy like Lance could just fall if he's the fourth guy. Um, I think he's actually a nice fit for, for the Vikings. And the reason is, is because you can't get rid of Kirk Cousins next year. The dead, the dead cap hit is ludicrous. Like I, yeah. I looked at it like 16 more million dollars and even his enormous cap hit just being there. So you're not going to move on from him next year. Trey Lance can't play next year. You know, Trey Lance is one of the, you know, better sort of balls of clay that we've seen come into the NFL in the last couple of years. However, he's might be the most inexperienced first round quarterback prospect ever. This kid started 17 games in the FCS and then declared for the NFL draft. That's unheard of, yeah. right? Like we rarely see redshirt sophomores from the FBS declared. We don't see it from the FCS in particular when that kid only played one game as redshirt sophomore year. That was not Trey Lance's fault, of course, but that's just what it is. You know, the, the Bill Parcells rules are, are, are rules for a reason. There's a higher bus you know, rate with guys that don't have as many starts and as many starts against high competition. So, you know, Trey Lance needs to be in a position where he's not getting thrown to the wolves right away. The Vikings would at least offer that because Kirk, Kirk Cousins' contract is an albatross. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like even no matter who the Vikings get at court, if they're going to take a quarterback specific, specifically in the first round and in the top 10, wherever they fall, it's probably going to, he won't be a week one starter, right? I mean, because I don't know how the hell, unless you can figure out something with Kyle Shanahan, who loves Kirk Cousins, who is going to take on Kirk Cousins? And can you figure out a way to have that money basically not kill you, which it, it most likely will? Yeah, and I I think that's it. You know, you're it's it's like that. Uh, I don't know if you're a Rounders fan, but it's like that whole Mikey McD thing. If you look around the table and can't find the fish, you're yeah. you're the fish. I, I think uh, Rick Spielman needs to be looking around the table quite hard for the fish right now, and and hopefully that's Kyle Shanahan or someone. Uh, you know, would 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 jump in on Kirk Cousins, but I you know going into the draft, going into the next offseason, and, and you can't just sort of assume that you know magically someone's going to show up and take this headache off of your hands. And so I you know I think you just have to assume that he's going to be there. Um, you know, again, a, a guy like uh, Lance, a guy like Zach Wilson, those guys could probably use sort of a transition year. So that would make it not quite as bad to have Cousins, make it more palatable certainly to at least. Think of him as a bridge to the future. Uh, Thor, what, what's your thought? Obviously, we know Trevor Lawrence is a consensus number one. He, he's he's arguably one of the best college quarterback prospects we've seen since Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning. I mean, he's going to be a surefire, likely game-changing player in the NFL. But I want to get your thoughts on Justin Fields. And do you think he is a guy who, obviously, he's been very good at Ohio State. Ohio State's not really known for producing first-round pick decent quarterbacks, at least. There have been great college quarterbacks, but none that have really transitioned off the top of memory that have been you know, lights out in the NFL at quarterback. So I guess, where do you see Justin Fields falling? And do you think he is someone that could be a week one starter? I do. Yeah, um, I, I think he's going to be a top five pick. I think people, you know, there's been a tendency to sort of forget about Justin Fields a little bit just because he hasn't played yet. You look at the Heisman odds, you look at the odds to be the first overall pick. He's way, way, way down there. Um, specifically for the Heisman, he should be viewed probably at this point as the only legitimate contender uh, to, to Trevor Lawrence. These are guys that came in together, you know, out of high school. You know, it was looked at as a 1A, 1B situation. And Lawrence at this point maybe pulled ahead just a little bit just because he's so next level. But Justin Fields is – he might be a generational talent himself 
as a dual threat. You know, his his combination of athleticism and, and, and arm talent is up there. You know, it's it's not something that you see come along every single year. And I think we're going to see that this year. I think this is the season where, where Fields truly coalesces with that offense and sort of takes a jump up. Because people need to remember, he started his career at Georgia. You know, I mean, he, he had to sort of come into Ohio State and just pick up and start running. Um, you know, I, I think this is his year to make a statement. And I think Justin Fields knew that. You know, I mean, he was the kid who came out when the Big Ten canceled their season and, you know, put out that petition and said, like, we want to play. We want to play. So, I, you know, I think he has a plan with this season for sure. Gotcha. And if the Vikings, let's say they're like ninth, because I think the Vikings are going to win at least two or three more games. I, I, yep. And and look, I think right now there's 10 or even nine one-win teams right now in the NFL through seven games. I mean, th- there yep. is a gauntlet of just awful teams vying for uh, the <laughs> number one overall pick right now. If the Vikings are, let's say, ninth in the, in the draft, do you see a possibility where if they could move into the top five because they really want Justin Fields, like, do you think that is something that's realistic that they could do? Yeah, I, you know, for Fields, you know, after you get beyond the one pick, that would probably be palpable, especially with the excess of draft picks that Spielman has accrued. You know, there, there's always the joke, you made it about the mid-round picks or the late-round picks, you know, about how Spielman just sort of collects them, you know, like baseball cards or whatever. But this would be the situation where you use those, you know, you sort of cash in, um, you know, it would take more than that to, to move up. But, um, you know, th- that's why you're doing this or whatever. So, yeah, I think they could do that. The, the price for the number one pick, though, with yeah. Trevor Lawrence this season would be ludicrous. I mean, you guys remember what the prices were for, for instance, the Jared Goff slot or the Carson Wentz slot. The price tag on the on the Trevor Lawrence slot is going to be quite a bit more expensive. It's probably going to require two future first round picks in addition to whatever with you know th- this season so that's sort of the the price range that you're looking at but field certainly would be a lot more affordable as would wilson and lance thor i, I know you also watch some go for football here and there and I, I i cannot believe as someone who i and i haven't followed a ton of go for football in my life and and blame the go for football for being a six-win team for the majority of my uh sports fandom before last season but last year, they have a humongous year. Tanner Morgan is not just a competent quarterback. This dude looks like an NFL quarterback. So I'm just curious on your thoughts that I know I've seen some mocks of him as a late first guy. And, and I know obviously he's not going to be maybe a week one starter right away. But your thoughts on Tanner Morgan as an NFL quarterback someday? I, I like Tanner Morgan. I think he's he's a better college player than he's going to be in the NFL. I, I wouldn't be down with the, the round one talk just because I think his his natural tools aren't good enough. But he does have a lot of strengths, right? I mean, he's super tough kid. Um, he's got the functional, you know, mobility dash pocket presence awareness. Accuracy is, is one of his best traits, including on the run. We've seen him make a lot of th- lot of dime throws when he's on the run. He's a heady quarterback, good anticipation. Um, he plays with repeatable mechanics um, and he, he's willing to take a shot. You know, when, when the rushers are in his face, he's willing to take a shot to, to get the throw up. My, my issues with him, it's more his arm is mediocre. You know, he, he's not a guy with a cannon. Um, you know, this manifests itself both in terms of pushing the ball down the field and also in terms of zip, you know, and, you know, just getting the velocity on it. Um, you know, and the other thing is progressions um, in, in the offense that, that Fleck and Soraka had set up. You know, it's, it's heavy RPO. It's out of the shotgun. Most of the time, Tanner Morgan only has to read one side of the field. And he's gotten into a fairly bad habit of locking on to that side. Um, a lot of times it works out because he, he had Tyler Johnson. He had Rashad Bateman, et cetera, et cetera. He's had a lot of NFL receivers out there. But 
in the NFL, he's going to have more issues when he locks onto one side and tries to force a throw in. He's done that in the Big Ten, and he's he's gotten he's gotten picked off a few times doing this. In the NFL, it's it's going to kill him. So he needs to get better at reading the whole field. And I don't know if if the system he's in is going to allow him to completely practice that this season. But he's going to have a huge season because this system is extremely wide receiver friendly. It's extremely quarterback friendly. He's got Rashad Bateman back, Chris Ottman Bell. He's got uh, Muhammad Ibrahim is probably going to play in the NFL someday. And the Gophers quietly might have a top 20 offensive line in the nation. You know, all those young kids, all those young prospects, you know, that they've gotten, they used to have this young sort of up and coming offensive line. It's here now. So that offense is going to be awesome. Um, You know, Morgan's going to put up his stats and everything, but we'll just have to see if he can improve on some of those more quarterbacky type things like reading the field and stuff like that within this system that doesn't require him to. One more quarterback question for you, uh, Thor, before we kind of transition to other maybe draft needs for the Vikings. I see some guys have Kyle Trask from Florida as maybe a late first-round pick. Again, maybe in that echelon of Tanner Morgan, he's not going to be a 1A starter. He's not someone that maybe steps in right away and, and becomes a week one guy. But what, what are your thoughts on Kyle Trask out of Florida? I like Kyle Trask. I, I, I think some people overrate him a bit, um, you know, and it goes back to the, the lack of sort of um, those high end traits, you know, that Lawrence has, that that that, that um, Trey Lance has, that Justin Fields has, that Zach Wilson has. I'm not sure that he has that. He's in a great system as well. He's been going off, but uh, people need to realize he has one of the better tight ends that have, that have played in college football in the last decade in Kyle Pitts. So I like Trask. I'd probably put him above Morgan right now but that's why for me uh, Trask is in that sort of second tier he's more of a day two prospect so Thor if the Vikings are ninth overall they don't feel a need to move up obviously Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence are far off the board tell me why the Vikings shouldn't take a quarterback and and who would probably be someone that at the ninth overall pick slot is going to be someone that the Vikings could use. Because, look, you, you don't want to pull a Christian Ponder. You don't want to pull in a situation where you're reaching for a quarterback. We've seen that work terribly before here in Minnesota. So I'm just curious kind of on your thoughts. If if the Vikings don't have the quarterback that they want at ninth overall, who would be someone at, at ninth overall that the Vikings would like to see get? Yeah, so if, if you're not going to go quarterback, I think the, the dream scenario would be Penny Tool from, from Oregon, um, but he's not going to be there at, at nine. Um, you know, I, th- I think at that point, you'd probably be looking for offensive line uh, fortification, I, I would think. Um, Wyatt Davis is a really good option for that out of Ohio State. He's a guy who, who might evoke for Vikings fans Steve Hutchinson. Back in the day, as, as a road grader, who's just sort of rock solid in, in every aspect of the game. And he fixes that interior spot. You know, I mean, they need at least one stud in there uh, so the other pieces sort of lock into place. But before then, you're going to have to sort of decide, okay, is, you know, is, is Riley Reef indeed done with the team? If he is, is Brian O'Neill going to left tackle? Is Can Ezra Cleveland play right tackle right away? Or do you want to, you know, move the pieces some other way like that? Um, you know, so I, I think, you know, long term I'm talking about. So I, I think those are the decisions you have to make in advance, because if you don't feel like you have two offensive tackles long term, you might askew Wyatt Davis and, and start looking at some of the tackles, you know, guys like Samuel Cosme or Jalen Mayfield from Michigan. Some of those guys who are right behind uh, Penny School right now. Um, Walker Little is another name that some people like. He hasn't played as well as his pedigree would have suggested at this point in his career. But I, I, I think that's what you'd be looking at, and, you know, unless one of these all world stud defenders falls down. You know, I don't know if Spielman, you know, or especially Zimmer might fall in love with a guy like Micah Parsons uh, or Gregory Russo from, from Miami. Obviously Minnesota has far more defensive holes right now than they have in the past. So 
I mean, they have multiple holes, but luckily, as we talked about before, the Vikings have about as many picks in this upcoming class as anybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, man, just because obviously all the fans are, they want a quarterback, they want a quarterback, and look, I, I think they're, they will obviously draft a quarterback with a high pick because they have to for developmental reasons, but there's also positions of need. There's also other strength, other things on this team that the Vikings need. So I guess if you were looking at it, is it just is it quarterback and offensive line? Like are, are those probably the two most likely positions the Vikings would address with their first first round pick? I think so. And and as far as the quarterback thing goes, I'm not. I mean, this is what I want. This is probably what you want. This is what the fans want. But I'm not sure. You know, again, you know, going back to the previous thing, the Dockway trade shows that the Vikings are almost assuredly going to bring back both Spielman and Zimmer, which would make next season the season for them. That would be the season. Like, if you guys don't get your act together this season, then we're pulling the plug. They might be incentivized not to take a quarterback until, you know, a day three flyer or whatever, just because they're trying to pour as many resources into the the present product as possible. I think that's a mistake. I, you know, I I think that Spielman should have realized that last season was, or this offseason coming into this year, this was the sort of rebuild window. And I would have just, you know, gone off and running with this. I wouldn't have given Cousins the extension. I wouldn't have given a nose tackle like Mike Pierce, that that kind of guaranteed money. I wouldn't have made the Ngakwe trade, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You have to pick a direction. You you can't sort of stay in the middle, um, you know, in in a league as competitive as the Vikings because you're just going to get passed. You know, it's, it's like, you know, everyone else is sort of in the path lane and you're just sort of trying to straddle the middle. So they have to pick a direction and and go with it, in in my opinion. Awesome. Well, Thor, thank you so much. You can follow Thor Nystrom on Twitter at ThorKU, and you can also follow his work at RotoWorld.com. Thor, I'm sure we're going to be doing more mock drafts and getting really meaty and greedy uh, into the second and third rounds, and I know you live for this kind of stuff, so I appreciate you taking some time with us, and um, hopefully, uh, yeah, the Vikings do one day draft a quarterback. Absolutely. Skull Vikes and Declan, I'll come back anytime. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, man. Thor Nystrom, thank you for uh, joining us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash purple daily. Uh, hit that subscribe button. Also, wherever you find your podcast, that's Apple, Spotify, or scorenorth.com. Please rate and give us a review. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 1. She was a city girl, but always somewhere else in her head. Somewhere where bison roam, rivers flow, and people get their hiking boots dirty. Like, actually dirty. So one day she fled west and discovered this place of beauty, history, and a delicious taste of adventure. But before she knew it, she was driving away with memories to share and the hopes of returning. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.